This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. This is a dark episode this week. Even though I marked it explicit, I wanted to give a verbal disclaimer as well. I dive deep into the Me Too movement in the music industry and why it took so long for it to get here. This is a tough one for me because some of my favorite musicians are on the chopping block today. Welcome to the Coffee Buzz. I'm Brad, and thank you very much for listening. I do appreciate that. I'm a little bummed today. Uh, actually, a lot bummed today. One of my favorite singer-songwriters, Ryan Adams, has been accused by seven women of emotional abuse and sexual misconduct. And even though these are only allegations at this point, on the surface, it seems like he's guilty. Every time this happens, I'm initially shocked, but then I think about the person and recall all my memories of what I know about them and say, yeah, yeah, I could see this guy, you know, being a creeper. With uh, with Ryan Adams, though, I never got that impression. I mean, it was pretty obvious that the guy was a gigantic asshole. Um, he was just, by the way, he carried himself and his onstage antics. I once saw him with his first band, Whiskey Town. This was uh, in the mid to late 90s. And he staggers uh, onto stage, you know, visibly under some kind of influence and proceeded to play what most of the show was nothing but punk covers, which is bizarre because they were an alt-country band. And, uh, you know, the crowd indulged him at first, uh, but they grew agitated uh, by the third or fourth Black Flag song. <laughs> and But this guy didn't give a damn. He just kept going and going. Uh, I do think they finally got into their original material, but I realized then that this guy had something of an attitude problem which I come to expect from the musicians I listen to. I mean, I've, <laughs> I've been known to have an attitude problem from time to time. Sometimes artists are highly flawed people, but it floored me when I saw this headline. Um, even though Ryan has issues with being nice to people, I didn't expect him to be some sort of sexual predator. Um, this sucks because his music was such a huge part of my life. It got me through so many things. Uh, for a while, Kim and I had a long distance relationship and there were songs of his that I felt like were written exactly for us. He is a prolific songwriter and I think he would have gone down as one of those critically acclaimed types like Neil Young, Bob Dylan, Paul Westerberg. He would have had that sort of uh, role in the musical history. 
but I don't, I'm not so sure about that now. The New York Times published a report detailing multiple allegations uh, where exhibiting what they call a pattern of manipulative behavior in which he dangled career opportunities uh, while simultaneously pursuing female artists for sex. Uh, seven women uh, went on the record, including uh, indie artist Phoebe Bridgers, Adam's ex-wife, who you might have heard of, Mandy Moore, and a 20-year-old woman identified as Ava. Uh, this woman was 14 at the time of the alleged sexual coercion and recalled being pursued by Ryan to send her explicit photos, which is a felony in both her home state of Ohio and his in New York at the time. So after all this breaks, uh, Adams posted a series of tweets, you know, because that's what you do today when you're accused of something. You take to Twitter. Um, and he, he said this, I'm not a perfect man, and I've made mistakes. To anyone I've hurt, however unintentionally, I apologize deeply and unreservedly. He did call the New York Times piece inaccurate and said that some of the details are misrepresented, some are exaggerated, and some are outright false. Now that was his official, my manager told me to write this tweet. There was an earlier one since deleted that uh, he kind of went off on a Trump-level rant against the Times. This one is much more entertaining and telling, in my opinion. It reads, Happy Valentine's Day at New York Times. I know you got lawyers, but you don't have the truth on your side. No, I do. And you have run out of friends. My folks are not your friends. Run your smear piece, but the legal eagles see you. Rats. I'm effing taking you down. Let's learn I bait. I'm not sure what that last part is. It kind of gets nonsensical there. But uh, I think it's white male privilege code for I'm guilty and batshit crazy. Since that time, the FBI has initiated a criminal investigation into the claims made by Ava. And they're now searching some of the text messages shared between her and Adams over the two-year correspondence. He exchanged over 3,000 texts with her. The Times has some of the text. <laughs> this one's especially creepy. It reads, I would get in trouble if someone knew we talked like this. And then another, I never see pics of you anymore. Um, and then he allegedly wrote in 2014, if people knew about us, they would say I was like R. Kelly, LOL. <laughs> Now, I'm a fairly forgiving person when it comes to artists and their behavior. Um, we all have our issues, but this is just a bit too much. His music is brilliant, but that doesn't give him or anybody else the green light to engage with a minor this way. Mandy Moore, as nice as she is, doesn't have great things to say about him either. And then indie artist 
Phoebe Bridgers, she has a song called Motion Sickness, uh, one of her best tracks, and it describes a toxic relationship between her and an older man. Those lyrics read, You said when you met me you were bored, and you were in a band when I was born, and I hate you for what you did, and I miss you like a little kid. I fake it every time, but that's all right. I can hardly feel anything I can hardly feel anything at all, which she revealed to NPR back in 2017 that it was a song she wrote about him. Uh, this guy doesn't deserve to keep the reputation as a writer of tender songs about women if the real women uh, that have dealt with him in his life are telling this kind of story. Um, if the allegations against him are true, uh, the trouble he's caused, it just negates whatever great music he might have created. In some of the articles I read, people try to defend Ryan's behavior. Uh, they say things like, why should I care what a groupie says? Um, I know that there are fans that have the goal of sleeping with their musician, uh, with their favorite musicians. But the whole concept of a groupie is misogynistic, and I think it's there to dehumanize them. And the Me Too movement is slow to getting to the music industry um, because it basically, the industry encourages this behavior. Um, Ryan is hardly the first rock star to pursue underage girls. I have to go after some of my favorite musical heroes now. David Bowie, Led Zeppelin, and the Rolling Stones, they all had a term for their for their girls. They were called baby groupies. And uh when we talk about Elvis, uh, you know, we mention him, but it hardly comes up that he got caught teaching a 14-year-old girls to kiss in a grown-up way as he called it. This is shortly before marrying Lisa Marie, who I think was barely over 15 when they got married. Um, Marvin Gaye held a knife to his wife's neck. Uh, she He forced her to pleasure his friends. Um, then there's Chuck Berry, who was caught paying a 14-year-old prostitute. Um, Steven Tyler snorted cocaine while his... Uh, 16-year-old girlfriend had an abortion for his baby. There was a, a book that came out called The Dirt. It was the Motley Crue biography. Uh, Nikki Six said he pretty much raped an intoxicated woman after he had sex with her in, in a closet, and then he sent his drummer Tommy Lee in to do the same. This book came out just in 2001. Um... And then there's the epic documentary about Michael Jackson leaving Neverland. That was just released, I think, last week. I haven't watched it. Um, I've only heard a few clips, but just those parts are very disturbing. Uh, if those allegations are true, he manipulated these kids on a psychological level. The documentary is the story of two kids, now men, uh, and they were like seven and eight years old at the time. And he would give them these lavish gifts. Um, he gave one of them the thriller jacket. Uh, they also allege 
kissing, uh, masturbation, and oral sex. And Jackson would say things like, I love you, and this is how we express our love. And that people are ignorant and stupid and wouldn't understand it. Uh, he would also tell them if anyone found out that uh, they would go to jail too. Even Corey Feldman has withdrawn his support of Jackson after seeing the documentary. Now, the diehard fans are questioning these men because while Jackson was alive, they defended him. But they claim they have children now and they've both had a, a change of heart and they had to come forward. Now, obviously, there would be a monetary gain for these two men for being in the documentary. So, you know, therein lies the controversy. This is a, such a difficult subject just from the perspective of who you believe. You don't want to dismiss victims of abuse, um, but you also don't want to falsely accuse either. And with Jackson, uh, since he's dead, there's not much that can be done in terms of justice, if at all. However, if, if these allegations are true, um, I think it needs to be said. And we need to confront this, and the story needs to be told. One case that has little to no gray area is the allegations against R. Kelly. I don't think I've seen anyone look more guilty than R. Kelly in that most recent interview he did. I couldn't believe he was not found guilty the first time he was in court, but seeing him in the interview with Gail King on CBS... I feel convinced that there is no way that guy is innocent. I just listen to this clip. So I think the point you're making is, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you have never held anybody against their will. I don't need to. That, Why would I? Well, I'm, I'm, How stupid would never it be held for anybody? R. Kelly with all I've been through in my way, way past to hold somebody, let alone four, five, six, fifty, you said, what? How stupid would I be to do that? I didn't say you That's were holding. That's stupid, guys. I didn't. Is say... this camera on me? Yes, it's on. That's stupid. Use your common sense. Don't forget the blogs. Forget how you feel about me. Hate me if you want to. Love me if you want. But just use your common sense. How stupid would it be for me to, with my crazy past and what I've been through? Oh, right now, I just think I need to be a monster and hold girls against their will, chain them up in my basement, and, and don't let them eat and don't let them out unless they need some shoes down the street from their uncle. Robert, Stop it. Y'all quit playing. Quit playing. Robert. I didn't do this stuff. This is not me, y'all. I'm fighting for my life. Y'all killing me with this I gave y'all 30 years of my career. Robert. Y'all trying to kill me? You killing me, man? This is not about music. I'm trying to have a relationship with my kids, and I can't do it. Now, the way to answer Gail's question there, if you're innocent, is to say the word no. <laughs> and that word is one he never says. 
I can't bring myself to watch the documentary. I just reading the articles about it make me cringe. The music industry is full of Harvey Weinstein's. It's it's full of people who prey on young girls and they use their power to sexually abuse them. And I no longer buy the argument that you have to separate the art from the person or that you have to be tortured to make great music and the ends justify the means. It's ridiculous. I mean, and this mindset has to stop. There are too many great musicians out there that aren't pedophiles or rapists to tolerate this bullshit. I guess it's just a personal choice. If someone is okay listening to the music of a sexual predator or not. Personally, I can't do it. I have to rethink my entire musical collection now, especially when it comes to Ryan Adams, who wrote songs on love and heartache and sort of this, uh, look how sensitive I am type of voice. And as long as it's taken to get there, I think that the day of reckoning is here. R. Kelly is in dire financial troubles with the uh, mute R. Kelly movement and the protest at his record company. He's uh, back in jail for being behind on his child support. Ryan Adams had planned to release his latest album last month, but his label postponed the release pending the FBI investigation, and it looks like it might not be released. His tour has also been canceled, and he tried to go on with the tour, but too many of the fans were asking for refunds. It seems like any time that uh, men are in power, that some of them are going to abuse that and exploit women, uh, children, and even men in some cases. And it goes on and on from coaches to priests to entertainers. I, it's insane. And unfortunately, I don't think this is going to go away anytime soon. But hopefully with the exposure of the Me Too movement, we can at least recognize and process the whole thing this is. And maybe even be able to recognize the patterns before it leads to the abuse. It's for sure easier to just turn a blind eye and keep moonwalking, but that doesn't help anybody. Sorry, uh, this episode was so dark. I, I had to get this off my chest and give my two cents on the topic. I'm now looking for a new troubadour to replace Ryan Adams. Does anybody uh, have a suggestion by a musician that's not a pervy creep? <laughs> Thank you for listening. You can find my website at thecoffeebuzzpodcast.com. I put a blog post up on each of the episodes and include videos and links, so stop on by, check that out. Thank you again, and I will talk to you next week.